tossed his shaggy hair. His great owl-gray beard swept his breast. His broad, gaunt shoulders were hunched a little forward as he looked into the east. Again Aldous looked into Joanne's eyes. It's not the gold, but MacDonald, that's taking me north, Lady Grey. And it's not the gold that is taking MacDonald. It is strange, almost unbelievably strange, what I'm going to tell you. Today we are seeking a grave for you. And up there, two hundred miles in the north, another grave is calling MacDonald. I am going with him. It just happens that the gold is there. You wouldn't guess that for more than forty years that blessed old wanderer ahead of us has loved a dead woman, would you? You wouldn't think that for nearly half a century, year in and year out, winter and summer alike, he has tramped the northern mountains, a lost spirit with but one desire in life, to find at last her resting place. And yet it is so, Lady Grey. I guess I'm the only living creature to whom he's opened his heart in many a long year. A hundred times beside our campfire I've listened to him, until at last his story seems almost to be a part of my own. He may be a little mad, but it is a beautiful madness. He paused. Yes, whispered Joanne. Go on, John Aldous. It's hard to tell, he continued. I can't put the feeling of it in words, the spirit of it, the wonder of it. I've tried to write it, and I couldn't. Her name was Jane. He has never spoken of her by any other name than that, and I've never asked for the rest of it. They were kids when their two families started west over the big prairies in Conestoga wagons. They grew up sweethearts. Both of her parents and his mother died before they were married, and then a little later his father died, and they were alone. I can imagine what their love must have been. I have seen it still living in his eyes, and I have seen it in his strange hour-long dreams after he's talked of her. They were always together. He's told me how they roamed the mountains hand in hand in their hunts, and how she was comrade and chum when he went prospecting. He's opened his lonely old heart to me a great deal. He's told me how they used to be alone for months at a time in the mountains, the things they used to do, and how she would sing for him beside their campfire at night. She had a voice, sweet as an angel, I remember he told me once. Then, more than forty years ago, came the gold rush away up in the Stikine River country. They went. They joined a little party of twelve, ten men and two women. This party wandered far out of the beaten paths of the other gold-seekers, and at last they found gold. Ahead of them Donald MacDonald had turned in his saddle and was looking back. For a moment Aldous ceased speaking. "'Please go on,' said Joanne. "'They found gold,' repeated Aldous. "'They found so much of it, Lady Grey, that some of them went mad, mad as beasts. It was placer gold.' loose gold and macdonald says that one day he and jane filled their pockets with nuggets and then something happened a great storm came a storm that filled the mountains with snow through which no living creature as heavy as a man or a horse could make its way it came a month earlier than they had expected and from the beginning they were doomed their supplies were almost gone I can't tell you the horrors of the weeks and months that followed, as old Donald has told them to me, Joanne. You must imagine. Only when you're deep in the mountains and the snow comes, you're like a rat in a trap. And so they were caught, 
eleven men and three women they who could make their beds in sheets of yellow gold but who had no food the horses were lost in the storm two of their frozen carcasses were found and used for food two of the men set out on snowshoes leaving their gold behind and probably died and then the first terrible thing happened two men quarreled over a can of beans and one was killed he was the husband of one of the women the next terrible thing happened to her and there was a fight on one side there were young donald and the husband of the other woman on the other side the beasts the husband was killed and donald and jane sought refuge in the log cabin they had built and that night they fled taking what little food they possessed and what blankets they could carry they knew they were facing death but they went together hand in hand at last donald found a great cave in the side of a mountain i have a picture of that cave in my brain a deep warm cave with a floor of soft white sand a cave into which two exhausted fugitives stumbled still hand in hand and which was home but they found it a little too late three days later jane died and there's another picture in my brain a picture of young donald sitting there in the cave clasping in his arms the cold form of the one creature in the world that he loved moaning and sobbing over her calling upon her to come back to life to open her eyes to speak to him until at last his brain cracked and he went mad and that is what happened he went mad joanne's breath was coming brokenly through her lips unconsciously she had clasped her fingers about the hand aldous rested on her pommel how long he remained in the cave with his dead macdonald has never been able to say he resumed he doesn't know whether he buried his wife or left her lying on the sand floor of the cave he doesn't know how he got out of the mountains but he did and his mind came back and since then joanne for a matter of forty years his life has been spent in trying to find that cave all those years his search was unavailing he could find no trace of the little hidden valley in which the treasure-seekers found their bonanza of gold no word of it ever came out of the mountains no other prospector ever stumbled upon it year after year macdonald went into the north year after year he came out as the winter set in but he never gave up hope and then he began spending winter as well as summer in that forgotten world forgotten because the early gold rush was over and the old telegraph trail was traveled more by wolves than men and always donald has told me his beloved jane's spirit was with him in his wanderings over the mountains her hand leading him her voice whispering to him in the loneliness of the long nights think of it joanne forty years of that forty years of a strange beautiful madness forty years of undying love of faith of seeking and never finding and this spring old donald came almost to the end of his quest he knows now he knows where that little treasure valley is hidden in the mountains he knows where to find the cave he found her he found her she cried after all those years he found her almost said aldo softly but the grand finale and the tragedy of donald macdonald's life is yet to come lady gray it will come when once more he stands in the soft white sand of that cavern floor and sometimes i tremble 
when i think that when that moment comes i will be at his side to me it will be terrible to him it will be what that hour has not quite arrived it happened this way old donald was coming down from the north on the early slush snows this spring when he came to a shack in which a man was almost dead of the smallpox it was debar the half-breed fearlessly macdonald nursed him he says it was god who sent him to that shack for debar in his feverish ravings revealed the fact that he had stumbled upon that little valley of gold for which macdonald has searched through forty years old donald knew it was the same valley for the half-breed raved of dead men of rotting buckskin sacks of yellow nuggets of crumbling log shacks and of other things the memories of which stabbed like knives into donald's heart how he fought to save that man and at last he succeeded they continued south planning to outfit and go back for the gold they would have gone back at once but they had no food and no horses foot by foot in the weeks that followed debar described the way to the hidden valley until at last macdonald knew that he could go to it as straight as an eagle to its nest when they reached tate john he came to me and i promised to go with him lady gray back to the valley of gold he calls it that but i i think of it as the valley of silent men it's not the gold but the cavern with a soft white floor that is calling us in her saddle joanne had straightened her head was thrown back her lips were parted and her eyes shone as the eyes of a joan of arc must have shone when she stood that day before the hosts and this man the half-breed has sold himself for a woman she said looking straight ahead at the bent shoulders of old macdonald yes for a woman do you ask me why i go now why i shall fight if fighting there must be she turned to him her face was a blaze of glory no 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 she cried oh john aldous if I were only a man that I might go with you and stand with you too in that holy sepulchre the cavern if I were a man I'd go and yes I would fight and Donald MacDonald looking back saw the two clasping hands across the trail a moment later he turned his horse from the broad road into a narrow trail that led over the range end of chapter 14